Hello everyone. Welcome to the Let Us Lead Masterclass. I'm your host, Vishwadeep Banerjee. As a reminder to all of you, Let Us Lead believes in people-centricity and servant leadership. We are trying to build the next generation of managers and leaders here. So if you are not aligned with our mission, then please skip this and move on to other things in life and those who are aligned with our purpose. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Let Us Lead recently ventured in the podcasting world as well. And you can find my podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Hubhopper, Acast, Breaker, and Khabri as well. All the links are given in the description below. Also note that this masterclass is following up the first time managers, a complete guide full length training course that we completed in 2021. So if you have not gone through that, then I would request you to also go through that course to learn different aspects of management just to get you going. All right, let's get started with Let Us Lead Masterclass, taking you to the next level. So today we are starting with our third episode and that is how to manage change. How to inject change in your team or organization and implement that successfully without any unwanted reactions. To start with it, let me tell you guys that life is always full of surprises and changes. Sometimes you will find yourself stuck in a changed loop. For example, our sun rises and then sets. The moon appears at night and disappears during the day. Share price goes up and down. A person is born and the very next moment some other person in some other part of the world dies. You start small, then enter the adolescent stage, then the adulthood, and then start aging and finally go back to the earth. One moment you're happy and the next moment you're angry or sad. Among all these things, if there is one constant in this world, then that is change. Now, not all changes are in our hands though, rather most of them are not. In the business world, change can be categorized into two categories, controllable changes and uncontrollable changes. Let us first look at some of the uncontrollable factors in business. Any sort of calamity is out of our hand. Imagine a fire. Uh, break out in your factory or a hurricane destroys your data center or a flood um, damages your shop or um, severe rain hampers your office attendance. You can imagine so many different situations in which a calamity can strike you and it will not be in your hands completely. All you can do is to prepare for this to minimize your damage. Similarly, market conditions can be unpredictable at times. There might be a sudden rise of demand of your product or sudden fall of demand. Um, with the advent of AI and machine learning, suddenly a lot of skilled laborers find the market conditions uh, unfavorable for doing repetitive work. Again, not in our hands completely. Similarly, there can be uh, socio-cultural and socio-economic factors which might result in changes in your business. If you have offices running in several regions around the world, not all regions will do well simultaneously, right? Um, there can be economic issues in certain regions or countries uh, which might help your business or can cause harm to your business. 
you do not control all of that. There can be political challenges as well. Let's say in one country where you operate suddenly um, had a change in regime and the new government did not want certain type of industries to flourish. So there you go, not in our hands. Any sort of disruption, especially these days, uh, technological disruption is very common. Uh, take for instance, the video recording business, the VCR uh, business is now gone. Um, smart devices and optical fiber is threatening the cable and dish providers now. A lot of factory jobs are gone due to machines. Um, driverless cars are in the market. Um, unmanned drones uh, are flying. Everything is now on cloud um, and being sold as a service. In this rapidly changing world where a phone having less than 32 GB storage, for example, is termed as an old model. So as you can see, unless you are willing to adapt quickly to this change, your business might be a thing of the past in no time. Finally, one more example I would like to give and uh, let me uh, before I tell you that this one can be uh, controllable uh, or uncontrollable depending on who takes the call and that is strategy. Now, if you are a first line or a mid-level or even a senior level manager, you might not be able to manage organizational strategy um, since that might be managed by the CEO and his close executives. So in that case, it might be uh, uncontrollable. Okay, so let's now look at some of the controllable changes. Things which uh, are mostly in your hands, like uh, performance of your team. Of course, it may vary at times, but you can establish processes and checks to control and check performance on a regular basis, right? Strategy. This time, if you are developing one of your uh, team or division strategy, it is in your hands completely. Any sort of tactics deployed to improve performance or win a deal uh, also lies in your control. Similarly, culture, quality, finance, um, people related stuff like hiring to management uh, and any sort of operational elements are mostly all in your hands. You can manage these changes provided you know how to manage effectively. Just to give you guys an idea practically why any change implementation is so challenging, let me show you um, some of the latest stats on digital transformation across companies these days. Now, every organization these days wants to go digital and many service providers flaunt their digital transformation strategies. However, a closer look will reveal that 70% of these companies who went for digital transformation in their organization failed, which amounts to close to around $900 billion. Now, that is why it is so important to understand the importance of any change implementation before you even try it. Now, when it comes to implementing any change, whether in your team or uh, in your organization, I always want you to remember these words of Harvard University director and professor Rosabeth Mas Cantor. And she said, change is disturbing when it is done to us, but exhilarating when it is done by us. Let us spend some time thinking about this. This is a very, very, very critical line. And this perhaps holds the key to a lot of problems that surrounds us 
while implementing a change successfully in any organization. Now, we as humans are naturally resistive to changes that gets forced upon us by either nature or some other people or some other things. Take for example COVID-19 because that's the latest example I can give you. Now the situation uh, demanded lockdowns and lifestyle changes. However, it just took few months for people around the world to start protesting and ignoring lockdown rules to return back to normal. Think about the government and the ministers in contrast who implemented the lockdowns. Now they were quite happy adopting the change because they were the change implementers. If you as a leader decide that from next week you will implement a three-day weekend uh, instead of a two days weekend but the working hours would be extended a bit and you might think people will just uh, love it you know people will just uh, shower kudos to you then you should think twice you'd be very very surprised that how many people will oppose your decision even if you thought for their betterment so now the question that might be uh, popping in your mind is why does it happen why do you behave in this way to answer this i have to tell you some biology now as human species our primitive reptilian brain seeks safety and security first any change imposed by an external force send us warning signal that something is wrong what if this change does not work out why again this change was required it was working fine we were doing fine why once again a change is required it sends us thinking in all sort of different directions and not everyone is emotionally intelligent and in complete control of uh, his or her mind and emotions so you will see reactions from people in one word humans do not react to change very well unless we are all well informed before it happens on the contrary if you are in the driver's seat of implementing a change then you feel more in control of the situation you feel excited to start something new you feel proud because it is your idea uh, that will change things so you are all charged up and you voice for the change so the trick is a kind of a brain hack that is although you are the change implementer you make others feel that they are also the ambassadors of this change only then change implementation becomes smoother than usual so now that we have got pretty much a good idea of why um, change implementation is so difficult at times let us now see the steps you should follow to do a successful change implementation the first step is for you who is thinking about this change is to get convinced yourself about this change in your team or in your organization once you are 100% convinced then you start planning yourself and maybe um, with a few of your trusted peers or uh, if needed some of the subject matter experts in your organization and create a draft outline of your strategy on how to go about it the third step is communication with larger audience maybe it can be your team or uh, an entire management group of your organization so plan how to effectively communicate this change whether it is over email or conference call or video conference or maybe share in your interactive company portal um, if you ask me the best way to communicate any important change is via a video conference or at least a virtual team meet 
Then come the fourth step, which is very important as you can see, I've highlighted it in bold. Communicating about the change to the team is very sensitive and critical step. It is their first impression of this news. Remember what I told you about our reptilian instincts. So it is very critical that you do not mess it up. Now, whatever medium you might have selected to communicate, do not declare your strategy straight away. Do not declare what you have thought of doing. Instead, spend a bit of time uh, in your problem statements. Show your team data and stats and examples from market if needed to take them on your side first that uh, a change is required. The team needs to get convinced first that a change is required, that we need to do something about it, just like you needed to get convinced first. It is time for them to get convinced. Once you have spent a lot of time talking about the need of this change, then ask the team to brainstorm and come up with different ideas to go about it. If you are not successful in um, one meeting, then give the team some time to think and arrange a follow-up meet. Listen to everyone's idea carefully and please, please make notes. Once you have got all the inputs, go back to your drawing board and try to see if um, most of the ideas align with your initial strategy. If not, start thinking what all ideas um, you can incorporate and what cannot be. Basically, in short, do some rework on your strategy if needed. Call a meeting once done and finally communicate the strategy to the team. Very important part in this meeting would be uh, to discuss with the team why some of their ideas could not be incorporated and uh, appreciate their inputs. Make sure that everyone uh, who were invited in that brainstorming meeting, everyone should feel invested and respected in this strategy since most of the changes fail due to the lack of teamwork. The sixth step is the implementation initiation stage. Once again, as I've highlighted this, very important to note that any important change takes time. So be very, very patient and do not rush. A slow change is far better than no change at all. During this phase, increase your observations and feedbacks to the team and vendors and partners as applicable and keep reminding about the mission. Remember, human memory is short. So we need to constantly uh, be reminded by sound and visual medium till a new concept uh, or an idea gets embedded in our subconscious mind. You are free to use emails or portals or team meets or chats, uh, in-person meets, etc. Use all the resources at your disposal to remind people of the mission and their commitment. Last but not the least, do not forget to follow this last, that is the ninth step, which a lot of organizations fail to do consistently. That is measure progress on a regular basis. This should be part of your strategy to define parameters of measurements. Now, if there are none, then you create new parameters at the very start. It is very, very important to measure and track changes so you can take action or rework uh, before it is too late. With this, we come to the end of this episode. I hope you have learned something new today once again, like the content and hope you will share with more and more people and support Let Us Feed Mission. I will see you guys soon. Till then, take care of yourself and your family 
and most importantly let us lead this change together bye for now